the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. After the U.S. grants M1 tanks, Ukraine eyes F-16 fighter jets. He now setting his sights on the other item on his wish list, the F-16 fighter jets. The RNC is scheduled to vote for a new chairman. What's more important than who is sitting in that chair is what are they going to do? Retailer Bed Bath & Beyond is sent a default notice. It looks like the original commitments were for about $1 billion. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Friday, January 27th. I'm Jim Barta. On Wednesday, President Biden announced that the U.S. would send 31 M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine to fight the Russian invasion. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz also said that he would supply Kiev with Germany's Leopard 2 tanks. Tanks were the latest move from Western allies who have approved more and more weaponry for Ukraine. Now, according to reports, Ukraine will ask for fighter jets, and in particular, the American-made F-16. News Nation's Kelly Meyer explains the latest. The latest Russian barrage coming just hours after the U.S. and Germany agreed to send tanks to Ukraine. Russia seeing the delivery from the U.S. and allies as direct involvement in the war. The Anglo-Saxon world won't stop the proxy war against Russia and its allies. The announcement of the 31 U.S. Abrams and 14 German Leopard 2 tanks coming on Ukrainian President Zelensky's 45th birthday. So for me, the best present, the best present is walking forward. Zelensky now setting his sights on the other item on his wish list, the F-16 fighter jets. Saying in his nightly address just hours after the dust settled on the tank decision, his forces want Western warplanes, including the American-made F-16 fighter jet. Meyer goes on to report. The U.S. is staying tight-lipped on whether or not to transfer the fighter jets. Today, the Pentagon telling News Nation that the U.S. isn't done with backing Ukraine in the fight. Other countries in Europe, like the Netherlands, already have F-16s and are considering supplying them to Ukraine if Kyiv requests it. How helpful the jets may be and if they would be seen as another escalation by Russia remains to be seen. Now getting them F-16s, I think, would, would be another significant game changer. And the general tells us he suspects that the F-16s are next on the table. I pressed the Pentagon on if the F-16s are up for discussion currently. The Pentagon had nothing new to announce today. Pentagon Deputy Spokesperson Sabrina Singh says the U.S. isn't taking anything off the table. Well, I don't know that we've ever drawn a line. We certainly, you know, we're not going to take anything off the table here. Um, we are given air defense capability systems and, you know, we're training the Ukrainians on the on the Patriots right now. But I think our commitment remains, as you've seen, um, pretty forceful with Ukraine. Ukraine currently uses Soviet era fighter jets, including MiG-29s. However, as of right now, the U.S. has resisted sending F-16s and the Pentagon doesn't seem like it will announce doing so anytime soon. But National Security Advisor John Kirby told reporters on Wednesday the U.S. was in constant discussions with Ukraine 
and we evolve those as the conditions change. Kirby goes on to react to Russia denouncing the United States and Germany for sending powerful armored tanks to the Ukrainian military. These tanks pose no offensive threat to Russia. They do pose a threat to Russian soldiers and units that are in Ukraine. Uh, They're very powerful, very capable. Retired Major General James Spider Marks says that it will take time for Ukraine to receive the tanks that have been given by the U.S. and Germany. Well, in my mind, it's all good news. Um, But clearly there's a logistical tale associated with the deployment and then the training necessary to get the Ukrainian forces up to speed and confident with these uh, with these main battle tanks. Also bear in mind, you've got challengers from the UK. So you have a mix of capabilities. You certainly have to address the training, the logistics, the maintenance, sustainment. But all those are considerations. Those aren't impediments or barriers that would lead you to a decision, a no-go decision. So I, I frankly am very glad the United well, States has stepped to- forward. Germany has stepped forward. And all of those considerations will be addressed. But there will be a time lag between this decision and when the realization of all those capabilities can be maximized on the battlefield. Marx goes on to say that there is a chance that Ukrainian forces could take back Crimea. The renewed offensive is going to come, and I would tell you that it will come, it will arrive in the Donbass area or just north in the vicinity of Kharkiv, but will also be to bolster the presence that exists within the land bridge and in the vicinity of Crimea. Clearly an opportunity exists for the Ukrainians to try to separate those forces along the land bridge in the direction of Crimea. Once you do that, you can then hold the shoulder of one of those and reduce the other. You can't do it all at once. That is the long-term objective. But taking that peninsula of Crimea is going to be very difficult. The National Archives has asked former U.S. presidents and vice presidents to recheck their personal records for any classified documents. More on this from Daybreak Insider's White House correspondent, Greg Clugston. The Archives sent a letter to representatives of former presidents and vice presidents extending back to Ronald Reagan to ensure compliance with the Presidential Records Act. The request follows the news that President Biden and former Vice President Pence had classified documents in their possession. The issue of handling sensitive government material has taken on greater significance since former President Trump willfully retained classified documents at his Florida estate. Greg Clugston, Washington. Later today, Republicans will meet to vote for the RNC chairmanship for the next four years. Ronna McDaniel is defending her seat from challengers Hermit Dillon, a civil rights attorney, and MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell. Members of the Republican National Committee are meeting this week to determine the party's next leader. But the race for RNC chair between incumbent Ronna McDaniel and challenger Harmeet Dillon, a lawyer and RNC member, is revealing deeper divisions in the GOP as Republicans hope to build a winning strategy for the 2024 campaign. Challenger Harmeet Dillon may have found some support with Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis, who says it's time the RNC got some new blood. I think we need uh, a change. I think we need to get some new blood in the RNC. Uh, I like what Harmeet Dillon has said about getting the RNC out of D.C. Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel hopes to secure a fourth term as the RNC chairwoman and is considered to be the front runner. McDaniel has said that she has the support of most of the RNC's delegates and donors. 
Eric Erickson, host of The Eric Erickson Show, says that what makes this vote interesting is that even though Trump is backing McDaniel, people who are loyal to Trump just aren't backing his candidate. You have Mike Lindell challenging Trump's candidate along with Harmeet Dillon. Uh, you've got the, the split within the Trump supporters. There's a great movement of Trump supporters to back Harmeet Dillon, uh, some of them sticking with Donald Trump. The RNC members who are ready to move past Donald Trump seem to be with Donald Trump's candidate. Yeah, none of it makes a whole lot of sense. Erickson goes on to explain why some RNC delegates are hesitant to elect either Dillon or Lindell to RNC chair. Uh, the RNC chair, really, the job is to raise money to fund a presidential campaign and set the calendar for the presidency. I, I originally took the position Ronald McDaniel needed to actually go. Uh, I agree with Ron DeSantis. We do need fresh blood. Uh, Hermit Dillon would be great, except she's decided to ally with a lot of the people who caused the problems, Trump's fundraiser, Mike Lindell, and the like. Um, at the end of the day, though, people should care because we will see, for example, ironically, if you go with Trump's candidate, a lot of the RNC will be signaling they're ready to move beyond Donald Trump, even though they're going with his pick. Uh, there's a lot of concern within the RNC. If you went with Hermit Dillon and Mike Lindell, uh, we would be grounding ourselves in the election 2020 fracas that held us back in 2022. Erickson explains why donors may back McDaniel for RNC chair. A lot of the donors have aligned with Ronald McDaniel, and that's probably the most important point here is at the end of the day, uh, what I got wrong and what a lot of governors and senators and others have pointed out to me is the job is to raise money. It's not to get into the states and fund the ground games and things. It's it's to actually uh, build a bank account. And the donors trust Ronald McDaniel across the board from the non-Trump people to the Trump people. They treat her as an honest broker. Meanwhile, Eric Iverson, a Republican strategist, says what he's looking for in the RNC chair is their plan to compete in the elections to come. You know, look, I mean, these 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 races tend to take care of themselves. We'll know by tomorrow who the new chair is. For me, um, what's more important than who is sitting in that chair is what are they going to do? I think the new chair of the Republican Party uh, nationally needs to do two things right off the get right off the bat. We have to fix this hard money gap between candidates. We had some of our U.S. Senate candidates in 2022 being outspent two to one, three to one, three and a half to one. That has to get fixed if Republicans are going to compete. The second thing the new chair uh, needs to do, and no matter who that is, um, after tomorrow's vote Friday, we have to stop whining about mail-in ballots and early votes and start to beat the Democrats at their own game. Mail balloting isn't going to go away. We can't put our heads in the sand anymore. We have got to get out there and we've got to quit whining and start competing when it comes to the early vote. Iverson explains that no matter who ends up being chair, he believes their job will be made easier due to President Biden's failed record. Maybe, you know, Governor DeSantis coming out can change a few votes. I mean, I know both candidates have, have some really high-profile endorsements. But again, not so much who's in the chair, but what they're going to do with it. But I will tell you this. The new chair of the RNC, no matter who that person is, has a leg up over, over where they're at at the DNC. Because the DNC is going to be stuck with Joe Biden as president in his four years of failed policy. So, look, no matter who the Republican is, and when the dust settles and the votes are cleared, they're going to have a much easier job than the Democrat because this race um, and a lot of these races are going to be about Joe Biden and his failed record. The Republican strategist explains what tactics he believes the RNC should adopt for 2024. There are three things that, that I think the Republicans really need to lean into and to execute in, in 2024. And I think the first thing is, look, we need to talk about solutions to the problems that Democrats created. Second of all, we can't just talk to our base. 
And finally, I think the third big thing, look, don't just talk to white voters. And, and, and so what do I mean by all that? Look, when we talk about talking about solutions, a lot of Republican candidates, whether they were candidates for Senate or candidates for governor, did a nice job of talking, of creating contrast between themselves and their Democratic opponent, between themselves and the Joe Biden record. The Republicans who did a good job in 2022, the ones who won, you know, the, the Brian Kemp, Sheriff Lombardo, Ron DeSantis, in addition to creating that contrast, they also talked about solutions. Republicans have got to talk about solutions to the problems that Democrats created. Iverson goes on to say that, in his opinion, Republicans need to start reaching out to independent voters. They have also got to stop just talking to the base. Look, a lot of these races are going to be decided by about 10 percent, 8 percent, 9 percent of the of voters, those voters in the middle. They need to hear solutions. We need to have Republicans not only talking to the base, but let's talk to, to, to some of those independent voters. I'm not saying be less conservative. I'm saying be smarter about the words that we use and the issues that we choose. A California judge has ordered the release of footage of the attack on Paul Pelosi. Daybreak Insider's Lisa Dwyer has more. Footage of the attack on former U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband will be released publicly. During a preliminary hearing last month, prosecutors played portions of Paul Pelosi's 911 call, plus footage from Capitol Police surveillance cameras, body cameras worn by the two police officers who arrived at the house, and video from the suspect's interview with police. A California judge has ruled that there was no reason to keep the footage secret. The district attorney's office argued releasing the footage would allow people to manipulate it and spread false information about the high-profile attack. A host of news agencies objected, arguing that the public has the right to see the evidence. I'm Lisa Dwyer. Bed Bath & Beyond may be nearing the end of their rope. The company warned that it had received a notice of default from its lender, J.P. Morgan Chase, causing shares of the company to plunge 20% to $2.56 a share. Bloomberg's Romain Bostic breaks down the latest. Bed Bath & Beyond shares, which have resumed trading down about 21%, now confirming that it has received a default notice from J.P. Morgan. Uh, this, of course, has been the big issue ever since it made that going concern announcement back in early January, not just whether it would file for bankruptcy, but how creditors themselves would react. The Bed Bath & Beyond now saying that the creditors are demanding immediate repayment on a loan. It's not quite clear exactly what loan we're talking about, but they do single out J.P. Morgan, Bed Bath and beyond shares, guys, now down 24%. This is an important story here. And just looking through it, they do talk about a revolving commitments that were led by J.P. Morgan. Based on them, it looks like the original commitments were for about $1 billion. It's not quite clear, uh, just looking at glancing through the filing, exactly what they still owe. Carol Masser, host of Bloomberg's Business Week, says the retailer is struggling like many other stores due to a weak business strategy. To be fair, I mean, first of all, the short position on this one was pretty substantial. 46% of the float was shorted. Uh, it's been a story we've been talking about for some time. It's one of those, you know, go back a couple of years, we've been talking about kind of the bloated retail sector. And in some cases, you know, Katie, there are just certain retailers that maybe are not necessary or the strategy hasn't been working. And this is something that Bed Bath & Beyond, I feel like, for some time has been trying to figure out. Katie Greifeld, a reporter with Bloomberg, states that Bed Bath & Beyond's problems were always there even when the stocks were in good shape. Yeah, and those obvious problems were still there even when the stock was going crazy, yeah. crazy mm-hmm. earlier this yep. month. Remember when it was surging, what, double digits in a day, 60, 70 percent, obviously some reality hitting. 
Bostic believes that Bed Bath & Beyond's problems may signal more issues for other retailers in the future. There is a broader issue here about companies that uh, are in these credit agreements. They either need to refinance or they have certain terms in which the lenders can sort of get those clawbacks. And is this sort of the environment we're in right now where we're going to start to see more and more about that? The easy money era is over. The company released a statement saying in part, at this time, the company does not have sufficient resources to repay the amounts under the credit facilities, and this will lead the company to consider all strategic alternatives, including restructuring its debt under the U.S. Bankruptcy Code. Bed Bath & Beyond could be forced to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy reorganization due to its financial woes. The U.S. economy continues to grow but slowed down in the last quarter. Daybreak Insider's Jennifer King takes a look at the numbers. The Commerce Department estimates that the nation's gross domestic product decelerated last quarter, growing at an annual pace of 2.9% from October to December. That's slowing from 3.2% in the fall. For the year, the GDP expanded slightly over 2%, much slower than the blistering growth in 2021, with an economy recovering from the pandemic. The numbers were boosted by resilient spending by consumers, businesses, and the government. Most analysts think the economy will slow further in the current quarter and slide into at least a mild recession by mid-year an intended consequence of the Federal Reserve's aggressive series of interest rate hikes meant to crush the worst inflation in four decades. Jennifer King, Washington. There's an old-fashioned treasure hunt going on in the Netherlands. More on this story from Daybreak Insider's Keith Peters. A hand-drawn map with a red letter X purportedly showing the location of a buried stash of precious jewelry looted by Nazis from a blown-up bank vault has sparked a modern-day treasure hunt in a tiny Dutch village. Prospectors have descended on Omeram wielding metal detectors, shovels, and copies of the map on cell phones. They're trying to dig up a potential World War II trove based on the drawing that was first published on January 3rd. So far, nobody has reported finding anything. The village has a population of 715 and is about 50 miles southeast of Amsterdam. Keith Peters reporting. And finally... Some are saying that Egyptologists have uncovered the oldest and most complete mummy ever discovered. The 4,300-year-old mummy was found near the Steppe Pyramid at Saqqara. Zahi Hawass, director of the team, told reporters. Saqqara is a very important place. It reveals many important treasures. And we announced it today, one of these great treasures. Other tombs were found as well, including the tomb belonging to a court official, a supervisor of nobles, and a priest. Each tomb was decorated with scenes from daily life. Numerous statues were found among the tombs, including one representing a man and his wife and several servants. That belongs in a museum. So do you. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Jim Bartow.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.